Welcome to Thompson Wright's Question and Answer podcast. My name is Kim and today I'll be talking to our tax director Sarah Bowen and our tax manager Dan Oakes about what happens if I want to invest in property. Britain's property market has traditionally always been considered a stable and sensible place to invest your money, whether you're looking to purchase a home to sell in the near future or if you're an aspiring landlord but there are a number of considerations to make to ensure that you get the most out of property investment, depending on your intentions and your situation. To help you understand issues such as stamp duty land tax and what they may mean for you, we're discussing investing in property in today's podcast. So, Sarah Dan, what considerations do I need to make before investing in property? I think the most important thing to remember when you're going to be investing in property is that it's a long-term investment and your money is no longer liquid. So if you needed the money in an emergency, you've got to go through the hassle of, of, of selling the property. If you've decided that that's okay and you are going to make that long-term commitment, some of the things to think about are, are you going to manage your property yourself or appoint an agent? Yeah, obviously if you take on an agent, um, they're going to charge a fee. Um, usually a percentage can range from anywhere between 8 to 12% depending on, on the area and the, and the agent that you use of your gross rental income um, but the flip side to that of course is they will perhaps deal with a lot of the hassle for you um, marketing the property, vetting tenants um, dealing with issues that might come along with the property um, and of course they've got access perhaps to a wider pool of tradesmen uh, that you, you can use to uh, handle those issues. I think another thing to think about is obviously how you're going to own, a sh- own it. Are you going to in your own name? Are you going to own it with a, a business partner, your husband or wife or partner? Are you going to try and own it in a, a limited company, uh, which might be more suitable if you plan to build up a, a higher, um, if you plan on building up a property portfolio, or if you're a higher rate taxpayer. Yeah, and um, of course the other thing is is just thinking about what you're wanting to do with the property. So if your plan is to buy the property, um, do it up, renovate it and sell it very quickly, um, then you need to be mindful that the tax treatment can be uh, a little bit different. Um, When you come to sell the property, rather than it being falling under the capital gains tax regime, it would possibly fall under the income tax regime um, and would be subject to higher rates of tax and national insurance. So in which case, as Sarah mentioned there, owning that property as a uh, owning that property in a company uh, might be more beneficial um, because then it will be subject to lower rates of corporation tax rather than personal income tax. Uh, another type of property that's treated slightly differently for tax, obviously, is is holiday lets. There are very specific rules for holiday lets. Uh, the tax treatment isn't as favourable as it used to be, but ultimately they might attract entrepreneurs relief when you come to sell. And I think the final thing to think about is how you're going to finance it. Mm. Are you going to have to borrow some money? What deposit do you need? Have you spoken to a mortgage broker? Do you know what your um, ability to borrow is? And how might stamp duty affect me? When anyone, including a landlord, buys a second home, there's a stamp duty land tax surcharge. That means you pay an extra 3%. Uh, Unfortunately, the charge also applies if you're buying in a company, so it's not possible to sidestep it using a company. And what if the property I'm buying is in need of renovation? Well, if you're buying a property that's in need of a renovation, um, presumably the the cost will be a little bit lower um, or will be reflected in in the price. And 
if it needs considerable work prior to being able to be let out, then a lot of that cost will be treated as capital um, expenditure. Even though it might just be bringing it up to a rentable state, the revenue would argue that had you bought a new home, that would be reflected in the cost itself anyway. So those costs would be treated as capital and you wouldn't necessarily be able to offset them against rental income. Um, however, you would get relief later in the, in the future should you come to sell the property. Um, that would be classed as what's called enhancement expenditure and would increase um, your base costs so it would reduce potential capital gains or indeed increase losses um, if there was a, an issue with in the property market or something So what like you're that. saying there, Dan, is it's really important to keep the records yes. of, of what you spend at the start um, and obviously speak to, to speak to ourselves so we can help you decide if it's going to get tax relief straight away as a repair or if it's more capital. Yeah. So what other expenses can I claim? Well, in that situation, so you've now got a tenant, um, you're renting the property out, um, you're no doubt going to have to have business insurance, uh, property insurance, landlord's insurance, so that will be claimed um, if you are required to carry out maintenance and repairs, things like that, that can be claimed. Um, You'll have your gas safety gas checks safety. That, that are a legal requirement. And don't forget, if you have to go and visit the property, then perhaps you can claim mileage, especially if you've bought somewhere that's a, a bit further away from your main home. Yeah. The other thing would be if you replace any kind of white goods um, and furniture, things like that, um, you can claim for those costs as well. What I would say is always keep records and have a conversation. Mm. It's easier if you keep a record of absolutely anything you spend and then have a chat with us, we'll be able to tell you whether it's whether it's yeah. allowable or not. I'm intending on becoming a buyer to let landlord. What do I need to know? I think the most important thing is do your research. Where are the best areas to buy properties that get tenants? Are you trying to get students and what do you need to, to attract them? Or are you wanting families who need good schools, etc.? What are typical rents? What are typical rental yields? And if you're going to borrow some money, um, how much can you borrow? And, and, and is your interest rate fixed or, or variable? Um, indeed, if you're going to get an interest-only mortgage um, or you're going to get capital repayment, um, that's something to consider as well because that will affect your cash flow. Um, equally, you might be thinking about buying a, a property that's quite large and converting it into a, um, a HMO, uh, which will allow you to have multiple tenants. Um, so obviously it's those considerations about fire regulations, all that kind of thing that you need um, in order to be able to provide that kind of, uh, of rental property. And what do I need to know about mortgage interest tax relief? Since April 2017, HMRC have restricted the tax relief that individual landlords of buy-to-let residential properties are able to claim. By April 20, this will be restricted to the basic rate of income tax. But as I said, it's for individuals, it doesn't apply to companies as they pay corporation tax. And indeed, um, it doesn't apply to furnished holiday lets either. How do I navigate the tax challenges associated with investing in property? I think the thing I'd say is the most important thing is to get the right structure to own the property. Uh, and that's where I would say talk to talk to ourselves first because we can look at whether you should put the properties into a company, if you should own them in just your own name, if you should be looking at a partnership. If you're looking at a commercial property, investing in a pension might be might be an option. Yeah, that's an interesting one, particularly with commercial properties. Um, 
it might be useful to look at owning it in a pension structure, um, particularly if you are restricted on the amount of annual uh, pension contributions that you can make, um, or indeed if you've uh, reached your lifetime uh, pension contribution allowance. Um, owning or buying a property in your pension gives you uh, an asset within your pension. You could then charge rent uh, from the pension to, for instance, your own company or another uh, business tenant. Um, that rental income is not treated as pension contributions, but would provide, if you were doing it in your company, for example, corporation tax relief. The rental income also gives the pension some form of liquidity um, and also subject to any rule change in the future, um, if you did sell the property within the pension, it wouldn't be subject to capital gains tax. Um, and so therefore it can be quite a tax efficient way of holding a commercial property. Uh, but this is only available to commercial properties, not residential. I've been renting out of property, but I didn't tell a tax man. Can I bring myself up to date? Yes, you can. HMRC have something called a let property campaign, which allows landlords to bring their tax affairs up to date. Uh, Thompson Wright can help you register for the scheme and complete a declaration. And by using the scheme, you get the, the best, most favourable tax treatments in terms of, of interest and penalties. Yeah, and it's important to do that sooner rather than later, um, because HMRC are quite um, hot on, on checking on council tax data, electoral roll data, to see where potential landlords are not reporting rental income. And if they prompt you to make a disclosure, then the penalty rates can be much higher. So it's always better to get ahead of the curve on, uh, on bringing your tax affairs up to date in this regard. I'm moving overseas and renting out my house while I'm gone. What do I need to think about? First thing to think about is whether or not your mortgage will give you permission to rent out or if you need to make any tweaks to your mortgage. So if you've got a mortgage, speak to them first. Assuming that's all right, then HMRC have quite strict rules um, for landlords who are overseas. Um, normally, either your tenant or the letting agent should withhold tax and pay that over to HMRC. However, if you want to, you can register with what they call the non-resident non landlord scheme. Um, fill in a, an, an NRL1 and then you can pay your tax via self-assessment as normal. I've heard I can rent out a room at home tax-free, is that true? Yes it is. The rent-a-room scheme lets you earn uh, a threshold of £7,500 per year tax-free from letting out furnished accommodation in your home. Um, that threshold, the tax exemption for that threshold is automatic so if you wish earn less than that for renting out a room you don't need to do anything. I'm thinking of selling my investment property. What do I need to consider? Well, firstly, if you've been holding the property for some time as an investment, the um, sale will fall within the capital gains tax regime if it's owned privately. So therefore, what we need to do is establish exactly what the cost of the property was in the first place. So that will mean checking for completion statements, looking at land registry, things like that to establish how much the property cost in the first place and also what associated costs you had with buying the property such as legal fees um, and stamp duty. Um, if you've then subsequently, as we were talking about earlier, renovated the property or put an extension on it or carried out quite um, extensive enhancements to the property, those will also be treated as capital and therefore it will be important to 
have those costs uh, to hand because they will increase your base cost. Essentially to work out what the gain will be, we take those costs away from the sales proceeds um, and it, that derives us with either a gain or a loss. Um, if this property was previously your, your main residence, um, you'll be entitled to a relief called Principal Private Residence Relief. Basically that would cover the period whilst you lived in the property. Now there are some changes that are coming in um, to Principal Private Residence Relief. From 6th of April next year, um, there will be a reduction in the final period of ownership that's covered by relief. Previously, um, if the property was your main residence, the final 18 months of ownership are always covered by Principal Private Residence Relief, no matter whether you're staying in the property or whether it's vacant or it's been rented out. That time period will be shortening down to nine months. Equally, you are also entitled to a relief called letting relief, which would cover the period whilst the property was being rented out, um, up to a maximum of £40,000 worth of the gain. Now, the rules are tightening on that, such that letting relief will all, be, all but be removed, only in cases where you have rented out a part of the property whilst you were still living there as well, so, such as the rent-a-room relief that we were just discussing. Um, so essentially after the 6th of April, letting relief will, in the most cases, potentially be removed on properties that were formerly your main residence. Um, if the property is owned in a company, then the gain um, will be calculated in much the same way. However, it will be subject to corporation tax rather than capital gains tax. So that would be either at 19 or after April, 17%. Um, and then subsequently the funds that have, have amassed in your company could be drawn out either by dividends over a period of time or you may look to liquidate the company. I think a really important thing if you're thinking about selling are the changes that are coming in from next April in regard to reporting as well. Mm. So from 5th of April next year, if you sell a residential property, you've got 30 days to make a report to HMRC and pay over any capital gains tax that's due. So rather than waiting and perhaps filling in on your self-assessment return or waiting until the end of a tax year to make a report, you've now got to remember that 30-day that window. And that is from completion of the sale, um, is that 30-day that window. So again, if you're thinking about selling a property, talk to us sooner rather than later so that we can start advising you of what information you need to have to hand so that you can complete that return in, in good time and avoid any of the penalties. So how can Thompson Rat help me with property investment? Well, we can help with the basics. So we can register you with a taxman and make sure that you're reporting your, your, your rents as you should. We can help talk about the structure so that you're being tax efficient. We've talked about whether you use a partnership, a, a pension or, or a limited company. Uh, we can advise you who to talk to for a mortgage if you need one. We've got mortgage advisors that we can, we can work with. Uh, we can help you decide how you keep your records and, and make sure that you're recording everything in, in the best way. Um, yeah, if you're not sure about what things to claim uh, against potential rental income um, or whether something's going to be capital or, or, or allowable against the income, then obviously talk to us. We can advise you about that. And I think what's really interesting is we have got people within our tax team who are buy-to-let landlords themselves. So they can talk to you in about real life experiences, you know, the things that landlords, problem tenants and all the issues that you come up against. 
they've they've experienced for themselves so they're talking from personal experience thank you sarah dan and thanks to our listeners we hope you found this useful if you would like more information you can go to our website www.thompsonwright.co.uk or feel free to contact us on 01782 613 141